the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Come on, set, turn it around. Open the windows of heaven. Pour out a blessing. Overflow, turn it around. Open the windows of heaven. Pour out a blessing. We can't Welcome to Beyond the Veil, a ministry of Dayspring Chapel. Arise, shine, and excel. Located at 1628 High Park Ave in High Park, Massachusetts. As Luke chapter 1, verse 78 and 79 tells us, According to the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet in the path of peace. Now, let's listen in to today's message from Pastor David Oluwadara. It's not so much of what you know, it's who you know that matters. And it also follows that it's not so much of who you are, it's more of whose you are. Remember when Moses said, oh, me? Going to Pharaoh? Going to the palace? To confront Pharaoh? To tell Pharaoh? To tell the king? To let the people go? Me? I can do that. I'm too small for that. Me? That's a powerful a powerful king there. I lived in the palace. When I was in Egypt, I lived in the palace. I know that this man is powerful. So you are sending me there. When God was sending him there, it's like it's, Moses said to God, no, I cannot go. <laughs> I'm a small man. I'm not powerful. You know, I don't have a whole nation behind me. I mean, this man is powerful. Pharaoh is powerful. How can I face up with him? But what did God say to Moses? I will be with you. I will be with you. Amen. You know, Moses was thinking of himself. Not who he was. He was not thinking of whose he was. So it's not so much of who you are. It's more of whose you are. And of course, the person that owns you or the person that you belong to, if he's the Lord, he will not leave you the way you are. He's going to change you. Amen. But he does not... Say, because you are like these now, I don't want you. I can't use you. No, he's going to take you the way you are. He's going to begin to use you the way you are. He's going to do amazing things through you the way you are. But he's not going to leave you the way you are. And don't begin to think that because he's using you the way you are, you are fine and wonderful and you don't have to do anything. You don't have to change. Mm -mm. And let's listen to the answer To that prayer of Moses. God's answer to that prayer. You see, they needed a way forward. And Moses prayed the prayer and say, you know, show me your way that I may know you. Show me your way that I may know you. I mean, if you just look at that prayer, you'll be like, this prayer has nothing to do with what was happening. That's what you will say. But if the Spirit of God is inspiring your prayer, it will be on the Note, it would be, you know, it would be right, right on the matter. And God's answer to that prayer was also so so interesting. 
It's like, is that really the answer? God's answer to Moses was, not Moses, you want to know my way? Okay, this is my way, here it is. That was not God's answer. Oh, you want to know my way? Okay, come, let me show you my way. Here it is, this is my way. That was not God's answer. God's answer was, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. My presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Oh, may the Lord help us. Because many times we will pray to the Lord and the Lord will give us an answer and we will be like, is that the answer? What does, what does that mean? Is that all you want to say? I mean, I thought you would have done this. I thought you would have done that. Was not that the case with Naaman. Naaman went to Elisha and said, you know, heal me of my leprosy. And Elijah said, you know, go and go and wash in the pool. Go and bathe seven times. And uh, when they told the man, the man said, is that what he would do? Just tell me to go and wash in a, in a river, in River Jordan. That river is dirty. I mean, there is a better river. There are better rivers in my place. But a servant of the Syrian officer, Naaman, told him, just be obedient. Just go and do what the man of God said to you. Amen. So many times, the answer to our prayers will be like, no, this is ridiculous. I mean, how can God tell me to do that? This is what I'm asking. And look at what he's telling me to do. God said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Hallelujah. So, in this time of crisis, in this time of trouble, the word of the Lord to us is still the same. My presence will go with you. My presence is with you and I will give you rest. Will you receive the rest of the Lord? Will you receive the peace of the Lord? Will you receive his peace? Because there is peace in his presence. Be aware of the presence of the Lord. Be aware that the Lord is present with you. And his peace you will experience in the name of Jesus. What do you do in a time of crisis? Making progress. How do you make progress? How do you move forward? In the pandemic. How do you move forward in a time of crisis? How do you progress? How do you advance? How do you increase? How do you get things done? When you are surrounded with bad news. All around. You listen to the television. It's bad news. You listen to the radios. Bad news. You check on the internet. It's bad news. People are talking about it. It's all over. How do you advance? How do you plan? How do you look forward to the future? How do you move forward? Let's look at our texts. 1 Samuel chapter 30. Very interesting scripture. This was at the tail end. This was basically towards the end of the life of King Saul. And David was close to being made the king. Uh, David was still relying on the Lord. Not relying on his own power to take the position to become the king. He was already anointed king, but he did not want to manipulate situations and manipulate life so that he will become the king. We always have to remember that. Yes, please remember that all the time. Yes, but you might have heard the word of the Lord. You might have heard the Lord saying to you, this is what is going to happen. This is what you're going to experience. This is what I'm going to give you. Hallelujah. You don't have to manipulate. You don't have to make it happen. You don't have to twist hands. Let God do it. Let God do it. And David 
allowed God to do it. Now, in chapter 30 of 4 Samuel, from verse 3, So David and his men came to the city, and there it was, born with fire, and their wives and their sons and their daughters had been taken captive. Then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives, Ahinoam the Jezreelite, and Abigail the widow of Nebra the Carmelite, had been taken captive. Verse 6. Now David was greatly distressed, discouraged, disillusioned, cast down. For the people spoke of stoning him. Because the soul of all the people was grieved. Every man for his sons and his daughters. Wow. What a situation. This, you know, we're talking of 600 men. 600 men. Their wives and children and property taken by the Amalekites. And they had been traveling for two days from the camp of the Philistines. And they came to Ziglag to meet what happened to their family or to their families wow when they came there and saw what happened that their things their people their families had been taken captive they wept they wept until they had no more power to weep wow big men strong men crying weeping so badly that they lost strength to even weep and the people the 600 men were about to stone David. How I many of these people had been with David for many years now? But they came as weak men. They came as discouraged men. But now their lives have been better. And the one that they trusted, the one that they had the relationship with for many years, they were so distressed that they wanted to. They felt like stoning him. And David didn't know what to do. David could not even turn to them. David could not ask them. In the past, he will ask them, what do you think we should do? What do you think we should do? And they will advise him. And he will, no, he will listen to their advice and take to their advice. But in this case, he could not even ask them. Hallelujah. There will be times in your life where there will be nobody to ask. When you are on your own, what would you do? In the middle of the night, what will you do? The scripture says, but David strengthened himself in his God, in the Lord his God. The last part of verse 6. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. And verse 7 says, Then David said to Abiathar the priest and Haimelech's son, Please bring the effort here to me. And Abiathar brought the effort to David. So David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue these people? Shall I overtake them? And the Lord answered him, Pursue, for you shall surely overtake them, and without fail recover all. Wow, I don't know how many of us will care to ask God to say, what should I do? I'll be like, oh, so what, what should you do? What should you do? Will you just do nothing? Let's, let's begin to run. Let's begin to run. Many of us will run out of emotion. We'll run out of our own feeling. We'll begin to run. We'll begin to run all around, not even knowing where to go. But David asked the Lord, what should I do? Should I pursue these people? Because even if you're going to pursue them, how are you going to know where they went? But if you're going to rely on your intelligence, on your experience, on your frustration, on your emotion, on your feelings, you're going to just begin to run. You're not going to listen to anybody. Oh, 
lest I wait. No, if I wait any further, if I wait any more minute, no, I will not be able to find them before they kill them. Let me just run. You begin to run without asking. Many times we do that. You need to calm down and ask the Lord. If you don't know the way forward, look upward. And David look upward here. David asked the Lord. And the Lord answered him and said, Pursue, for you shall surely overtake them. And without fail, recover all. We hope you have been blessed by today's broadcast. Come worship with us at Dayspring Chapel, located at 1628 High Park Ave in High Park, Massachusetts. Again, that's 1628 High Park Ave in High Park, Massachusetts. Sunday worship is at 1 p.m., Bible study and prayers on Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. You may contact Pastor David for prayers or counseling at 857-266-0778. Again, that's 857-266-0778. Until tomorrow at this same time, Monday through Friday, arise, shine, and excel.